0: Welcome to the Esteemed Life Podcast, where I talk about the remarkable resilience of women and how they have overcome challenges and obstacles in their lives. I will explore self-esteem, self-love, emotional intelligence, self-care, and confidence. I am your host, Michelle Hall, a certified Christian life coach and personal development strategist, Help women of a mature age overcome and resolve negative childhood experiences. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, esteemed ones. Today I'm talking about child sexual abuse and the effects it produces in adulthood. This subject is often considered taboo or not to be discussed. Well, I'm here to tell you that somebody needs to discuss it because it happens far too often to far too many people. And I think that because it is considered taboo, is partly why it is so prevalent in this country. Many cases are not reported, which means perpetrators are not caught and prosecuted. And they remain walking around in our streets. The National Child Traumatic Stress Network defines child sexual abuse as any interaction between a child and an adult or another child in which the child is used for the sexual stimulation of the perpetrator or an observer. Sexual abuse can include both touching and non-touching behaviors. Non-touching behaviors can include voyeurism, as in trying to look at a child's naked body, exhibitionism, or exposing the child to pornographic material. Children of all ages, races, ethnicities, and economic backgrounds may experience sexual abuse. The statistics surrounding child sexual abuse are staggering, and those statistics are representative of cases that were reported. It is said that one out of five female children are abused, sexually abused before the age of 18, and one out of 20 boys are sexually abused by the age of 18. As I said, those statistics come from reported cases, usually through Child Protective Services. But what about the unreported cases, like mine? I didn't report the abuse that I suffered. And I have spoken to many other women who were abused as young girls, and they didn't report theirs either. If one in five girls are sexually abused, Per reported cases, what is the real number of girls who are abused? Same for boys. The number is much higher than what is reported. Child sexual abuse is a lot more common than you might think. Another staggering statistic is who the perpetrators of these crimes are. Statistics indicate that 93% of children know their abuser. These people may be a parent, uncle, cousin, sibling, close family associate, or youth leader or pastor. 88% of abusers are male. Although we know sexual abuse occurs in children of all ages, Statistics indicate that the most vulnerable age for child sexual abuse is between the ages of 7 and 13. Another statistic I found indicates that the typical pedophile will commit 117 sexual crimes in a lifetime. That is simply unacceptable many of whom are never reported or prosecuted for their crimes. Childhood sex abuse is a chronic problem in our country, and it has a very real effect on its victims. Children suffer mental, physical, and emotional damage as a result of the abuse. Unfortunately, some of the mental and emotional abuse may come from the very adults they report the abuse to. Sometimes children, especially girls, are blamed for abuse. Girls could be blamed because they dressed a certain way or were being fast, in air quotes, in front of men. At seven, eight, nine years old, dressing a certain way or being fast, really? Really? Instead of holding the men accountable for their behavior, you blame it on a child. Absolutely ridiculous. Or perhaps the adult simply does not believe them. Or maybe they tell the child to either suck it up or to be quiet about it. Trust is breached automatically by the perpetrator. But then to have the adult you trust enough to tell either accuse or dismiss you is devastating and it can crush your spirit. I do not understand how putting the blame on a victimized child instead of an adult man or woman is even an option in somebody's mind. Other effects include feeling isolated and afraid all the time. They may have nightmares, suffer from PTSD and depression, or have suicidal thoughts. They may experience shame, anger, guilt, anxiety, self-blame, and despair that leads to a lot of other negative or bad behaviors in their lives. One report I found even stated that children may suffer brain damage. Because of stress hormones produced from the fear and uncertainty of day to day life. The hormones remain at a high level because the children are always in a state of fear and it can cause damage in the brain. Some common physical effects of young female victims include internal damage to reproductive organs, early onset menstrual cycles and pregnancy. So how does this manifest in female adult survivors? Well, we carry whatever effect we had from childhood into adulthood. Depression, anxiety, and anger are the most reported emotional responses to child sexual abuse. In adult surviving women, many women also suffer from PTSD, low self-esteem, and feeling worthless. All these things affect how we handle everyday life and decision-making. It affects us in relationships too. We are less likely to have healthy boundaries and are more likely to be people-pleasers. Some physical and gynecologic problems may include chronic pelvic pain, painful intercourse, Non specific vaginitis and gastrointestinal disorders. Female survivors may be less likely to have annual pap smears and may not get prenatal care, which can put them at risk for undiagnosed medical conditions. Adult survivors have a much higher rate of illicit drug use and alcohol abuse. Apparently, we are also more likely to smoke. Be physically inactive, and be severely overweight. There is no disputing that child sexual abuse has many adverse effects in both childhood and adulthood. These effects, these effects manifest differently in different people, but regardless of how it manifests, It is a very real and significant thing to each person who has endured this very heinous violation. You know, I think about the many people who have been violated in this way and my heart bleeds for them because I know from my own personal experience how that violation made me feel for so many years. No one has the right to touch you or enter your body without your permission. It is just wrong. There is one memory that rings loud in my head about when I reached the age of consent. I had been robbed of a true first-time experience, which is a rite of passage for most young women. I actually have no recollection of the real first time, I guess I blocked it out. I know I cannot change it, but I can't help but feel sad when I think about it. If you experienced childhood sexual abuse and have not dealt with it, please know that it is never too late to get the help that you need. You are worth it. And it is probably the best self-care that you can do for yourself. You know, I kept my abuse secret for over 30 years before I shared it with anybody. I shared with a couple female friends first, and eventually I told my husband. I did not, however, tell my mother and siblings. I had vowed to myself and God to never reveal this offense to my family because I knew that it would cause separation and dissension in the family, and I did not want to be the cause of that. By keeping silent, I was inadvertently protecting the pedophile family members, even though that was not my intent. When I wanted to pursue life coaching, I knew that I would have to disclose the abuse because I could not honestly work with women in this capacity if I didn't. So, I didn't pursue life coaching during that time. I actually had a conversation with God, and I said that I would not disclose this part of my life to my family. So, I could not be a life coach. Look, I was so serious, y'all. I mean, I was for real, for real serious. Well, God probably laughed at me and said to himself, Oh, you will. And due time, daughter, in due time. And you know what? He already had the situation in motion for me to reveal the offense. And when the time came, I was able to reveal my story with ease. Unfortunately, it involved finding out about a family member who had been violated by the same pedophile family member That violated me, but it gave both of us the opportunity to release that burden that we were carrying, and our family knew the whole truth. After that event, I pursued my life coaching certification, and um, here I am. God always has a plan. As I close out this episode, I want you to know that the childhood sexual abuse you endured was not your fault. It is not your guilt to carry because you did nothing wrong. And because you did nothing wrong, there is no shame on you. The guilt and shame are not yours. It is a lie from the pits of hell. And as long as you are alive, you have time to get the help that you need. Please do it for yourself. You are so worth the effort. Also, check on your people. If you have young daughters and sons too, start a conversation with them and let them know that whatever they tell you is safe. Please don't doubt, accuse, or dismiss them. If they feel safe with you, they are more likely to open up to you. If any men are listening, you can do the same. Check in with the women in your life. You could be the catalyst to their healing. Let's normalize talking about sexual abuse. It is time to bring it out of darkness and into the light. I have openings coming up. And my for new clients and my three-month Journey to You program where I work with women to help them resolve and release childhood issues and traumas and reconnect with themselves at a deeper level. Stay tuned for more information coming soon. Until next time. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Esteemed Life Podcast. Please join my Facebook group where we have discussions on podcast topics and other inspirational content. You can find the group at www.facebook.com slash groups slash the esteemed ones. Share this episode with a friend and come back to join me next week for another inspirational episode. And remember, life can get better. You just have to do the work.